0: Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth Show. Today, my special guest, returning guest, is Lisa Campion, and we'll be talking about her newest book, Awakening Your Psychic Ability. This transformative guide will help you understand, develop, and strengthen your psychic ability and use your power to enhance your life and the lives of others. In this spiritual how-to book, you will learn how to turn up the volume on your innate abilities and cultivate a deeper sense of awareness. You'll also find techniques to help you connect with the spirit world, set boundaries to protect your psychic energy, and establish a daily psychic routine. Your intuition can guide you toward your life's purpose. You just need to know how to listen. Lisa has trained more than 1,000 practitioners in the hands-on energy healing practice of Reiki, including medical professionals, and has conducted more than 15,000 individual sessions in her career. Lisa is author of several books, including The Art of Psychic Reiki and he- Energy Healing for Empaths. Based near Providence, Rhode Island, she specializes in, excuse me, in, um, training emerging <laughs> psychics, empaths, and healers so that they can fully step into their gifts. The rule needs all the healers it can get. For more information, you can visit her website, which is lisacampion.com, and that's L-I-S-A-C-A-M-P-I-O-N dot com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Lisa to the show. Good day, Lisa.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me back on
0: the show. I'm super happy to be here with you. It, it is my pleasure. Yeah, the last time we spoke was with, the, with the, regarding the energy healing for empaths, and that was like uh, almost five or six years ago. So it's, it's about wow. time. <laughs> it is about time, and thank you so much for having me back on. It, it is my pleasure. So um, I, I really enjoy, your, enjoy reading your book for several reasons. Number one, it's a um, very much an introduction for people who are beginning their um, psychic journey or or, or having um, uh, their abilities kind of start to emerge and um, also has several uh, tips and exercises and that kind of thing so that people can apply <laughs> what it is that you're teaching. So, let's start with why did you write this particular book?
1: Well, you know, I, I wrote um The Art of Psychic Reiki was my first book, and that was a book that sort of combined Reiki, um, you know, learning Reiki with psychic information. And I found after I wrote that I really wanted to write more and more about psychic stuff, because it's really my primary gig. I started working as a psychic when I was 19 years old, and I w- had a really hard time with it, because I was born in the 60s. I was one of those dead people kids. And I grew up in a time when that it wasn't okay to talk about it. There was no psychics on TV, no beautiful radio shows like yours, Robert, n- no books in the library. It was something that I really had to be quiet about, and I spent a lot of time struggling, you know, trying to figure out what was happening, trying to pretend to be normal in public. And it was, it was quite a, um, an ordeal for me, and I feel really strongly about helping other people, that are going through a psychic opening not have to crash around and suffer like I did. So I take everything that I've, that I've learned in the past 30, 40 years and, um, you know, put it together in a way that ho- will hopefully help people have an easier ride if they are in the middle of a psychic opening or even if they want to develop their psychic more. Some people are just wish they were more psychic. So either way, this book is going to help you. I wrote the book that I wish I could have found in the library when I was working.
0: Yeah, yeah, very much so. It is, it's um, and you do give a lot of your journey, you know, in, in kind of the unfolding of of your your experience, which is um, I think would would fit, you know, or run parallel to the way many people whose you know abilities um, are are discovered. Um, so, how would you describe psychic energy?
1: Well, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of myths and misconceptions around it. First of all, it's really normal. Everyone has a little bit. Some people have a lot. Um, it's nothing, like, crazy. It doesn't mean you're, like, you know, super special. Of course, we all are super special. But, you know, it's not like you're you're just, like, an oddball who God gave this gift to, and, and if you didn't have that, if you weren't born with that gift, you're kind of out of luck. Really, it's more like an ability. That's why I called it Awakening Your Psychic Ability. I see it as an ability like musical ability or athletic ability. Everyone has some. And even if you have a lot of musical ability, you're not just going to sit down at the piano and play like Mozart right out of the gate. You have to practice. You have to know things. You have to learn. You have to train it. And you can do that. You can, um, you know, practice this is It's a skill you can develop if you put some time into it. And I, I was just, um, surprised by how many people feel like it, it's a gift and you have it in that setting, you don't have to work on it, and that's just really not true. So, what I wanted to do is provide a, a, a guide here for people who um, you know, so you'll know the right things and have some exercises and activities to work through. So, they take a muscle, right? So, we have to strengthen that muscle, um, and when we do, we get more psychic, we become more aware of it.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, that Everyone has it to a degree. Um, what about you know the ability to but turn it on or turn it off, you know, kind of thing? I mean, you know, the people people have that ability, correct? I mean, if, if they're experiencing and they're maybe if they don't want to, that they can kind of shut it down, or or yeah. conversely, you know, if they want to, they can open it up again.
1: Right. One of the most essential skills is because, you know, life is pretty miserable. If you're, especially if you're undergoing a, a psychic opening and you don't know how to turn it off, um, then you're really, like, you can be overwhelmed by psychic information. You can feel like you're going crazy, you know. The other thing can you know, happen where, you really need sensation information you can't get it when you want it seems like it it's on when you don't want it and it's off when you do want it and that's really normal for people who are starting on this journey. So so in the book I teach some um pretty simple techniques we can do to, you know, open it up. And one of the things that I learned when I was a kid, um I talked I talked to um my auntie and she's like she was a sensitive person and she's like she's like, let's imagine that Inside your mind, there's a TV, and you can turn it on and off. You can turn, change the channel. You can turn down the volume. You can turn up the volume. And I, I stuck with that um, a metaphor, and for, you know now I have an, a remote control, which makes it all easier, right? So I think it's super <laughs> helpful to um, to start with something like that to kind of help us. So not about setting our setting our intention, having really good boundaries, having maybe a little ritual that you go through. Like I'm gonna. I'm going to light a little tea light candle and turn it on, you know, and when I'm done, I'm going to blow the light out. And that uh, it just um, sort of sets the frame that you have some control and sets the parameters and boundaries around it, which really makes life way more comfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um and By the way, we do have some listeners in the uh, Q, uh, would like to ask questions, and, and, uh, Lisa has, uh, um graciously, uh, uh, said that she would go ahead and take some callers. Um we'll do that after the break, about halfway through the show, so I just want to let those in the queue know that that would be happening Yeah, Um yeah no, uh, throughout your book, you have, you know, psychic tips. And, you know, the one that kind of applied, what I thought, you know, that applied to is um the idea of, uh, like an opening you know like a psychic opening um is the one that declare that you're ready I mean you know, and it seems kind of mm-hmm. basic, but but um you kind of have to as I guess setting the stage you know to let you know the those who want to kind of give you some guidance know that you are ready,
1: yeah, you know, but I feel like a lot of times people shut down their gifts. um you it know, can be fear so many people are afraid. And the gist that we've all seen horror movies where, course, kids are tortured by some, you know, malevolent spirit following them around, or they're going be crazy, but, you know, it doesn't go, it doesn't end well for psychics in the movies for the most part. So we've a lot of fear. Maybe we grew up with, psychological like religious fears, you know, like from the devil or, you know, so many people that I work with were very psychic when they were small, and just their parents just told them it was, freaked out their parents, and their parents were like, knock that off. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it, you know. And and so we, we learn to be afraid of it. And I think, you know, working through some of the fears, acknowledging them, really considering, is that true? Do I really take it from the devil? You know, um, and creates an opening for us to acknowledge, accept, declare that, that we're willing to accept that this gift is something that, you know, it can be very beneficial for us. I feel like there's sort of two things we, that are beautiful that we can do with the gift when we own it. We can use it to help ourselves navigate to the difficult terrain of our life. Like, it's been a crazy world out there the past couple of years. And I feel like, isn't it, isn't it true that we can get through that so much better if we're dialed into our intuition, if we're dialed into our, our spirit guides so who are helping us navigate through these difficult times? And we can also use our gift to help other people. So, so many of the people that I train, you know, even if they're not looking to become a professional psychic, like they're folding it into whatever they're already doing in a way that's very beneficial and helpful to other people. So, there's a lot of reasons why we would want to acknowledge it. And I have to think, Robert, a lot of people dismiss their gift. You know, they're, they're, they ignore them. They shut them down. They, you know, um, they're just like I don't really want to deal with that, and so we start by acknowledging that that it's there, that it's true, that it's real, that we have it, and that we accept it, and that kind of opens the gate, I think, for us to do a deeper exploration of it. Right
0: yeah, yeah, very much. You know, um, I I kind of had a chuckle when I was going through reading the book when you talked about you know growing up and then your reaction to the movie Poltergeist. You know and uh, yeah. the you know the um you know in it seems you know that with a lot of films you know when when it comes to spirits and and ghosts and guides and all you know angels, you know that quite often there's um like a hint of truth you know to what you're seeing, but then again there's always that dramatization you know that you know kind of. Yeah, you know, is what creates a movie, um, but you know, so it, it seems that it's really important to be able to, you know, you know, recognize the truth, you know, and recognize when also that you know things are, are exaggerated, or you know, in order to um, reduce fear, and maybe re- reduce resistance.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a double-edged sword there, and I. I definitely, was a pivotal moment for me that, in that movie we were can to see the movie The Poker Does. My parents went with a dog about 12, and I went with my friends and her family, and um and there's that scene where there's a psychic, um, the professional psychic, and I was like, oh, my God, you can do that. That's something you can, I'm like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and there's this little paragraph, she says about what happens when people die, and why they get stuck, and what you're supposed to do about it, and I was like, what? Somebody actually knows something. Thank God somebody knows something, you know. And it was like this nugget of, of information. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's crazy. And then I it started like a really, like, lifelong um, love affair with the paranormal and horror movies. I still love them to this day. And especially ghost stories because I would bring my friends and I'd be like, gee, that's what happened to me. It's just saying it's real, you know. And... um. I found it so validating. And I think it's about 50-50, like, accurate information and kind of like Hollywood, like you said, Hollywood dramatization of it. They did it, they did it about half right, And I, I think we run into a danger these days with all the paranormal TV shows that are available. I admit to loving or watching them, I them. And you have to be a little careful because that's the only place you're learning, you're going to learn some bad habits. You know, they're just not always safe the way they do it. Not always, you know, like, but kind of like, honestly, like, paranormal investigations are mostly pretty boring, and not that work well on TV. So they have no. to do things to kind of stir stuff up that is not a good idea to do. So please do not emulate what you're seeing. In, if you want to do paranormal investigating, learn from somebody reputable, learn from somebody who will actually teach you how to help people. I feel strongly about that. Like, don't just go like, Gear up and and go in there and kick the hornet's nest and um, then be like yep you're a ghost now you gotta go, nah, you, gotta go. <laughs> you know like that's not um that's not gonna be beneficial for anyone that you and it happens quite often so let's do it ethically between you know practicing some ethics here um ghosts are people they are not you animals they are not you know here for us to like get a get sort of a titillation experience out of their human beings who often really need our help, and so are the people whose homes have being haunted. But it's a problem that needs to be solved with a lot of compassion, um, and you absolutely turn to it. I just would urge anyone who's interested in that to really get some good training because I don't like um, Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, some, some of those shows should have a disclaimer, do not do this at home <laughs> or by yourself. Right. Um, so, um, and, you know, that kind of um, brings up the, the next topic I wanted to mention. And the idea of, you know, having, and you talk about this in the book too, about having to protect oneself, protect one's abilities, um, you know, and, you know, kind of what, what you you know were just referring to is, you know, you could, you know, open up a can of worms that, that you, you know, you might not be able to patrol, um, or, you know, that might be more harm than good. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, the importance of that? Because I, you know, I, you know, when I'm thinking about it, a lot of those paranormal shows, I don't really see often the, that whole protection aspect up front, you know, and it, and it seems like maybe, uh, you know, that would be a good thing to show.
1: Absolutely, I and mean, some of them do it, and but they're really smart. The ones tend to have psychics involved in them often do the protection. Mm-hmm. Because the psychics know they're no walking into trouble, you know, um, if they're not really fully protected. And um, so it is important to do that, and even for for everybody who's going undergoing a psychic um, opening, is super important. And I, I was a martial artist for a long time, and I, I really like this kind of analogy of being street smart. Like if we have our list about us, if we have follow some basic guidelines. If you have a map, if you have a guide, if you have a mentor or a teacher, you can walk around any city in the world and be safe if you're smart. Or you can do all the stupid things and get rolled pretty easy, (laughs) you know, either way. Mm -hmm. And out of the open, we we need to be mindful of, like, most of the time, it's energy from other people. Like, 80% of the time, it's just other human beings that we need a little psychic self-defense from. Sometimes it's the places that we occupy like, mostly a puts me in the hotel room every single time. There could be 800 rooms in that hotel, and they put me in the one room. I'm like, really, there a triple murder in this room last week? And I have to, like, <laughs> you know, so, like, um, and so we need to learn how to, how to um not be so impacted, or how, how to clear a place like that. I don't get a good night's sleep in the Airbnb or the hotel unless like clear that, um, So. It's kind of like my community service. to you're know, for the next person too. But you know, and, and then sometimes we need um, psychic self-defense from the um, other spirits, the our spirits around that do not have your best interests They're the ones that are hanging around the abandoned mental hospital, by the way. So if you're going to be doing some of that stuff, you really need to have some strong psychic self-defense. That's a little bit like you're looking for trouble if you're doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which I said it's, it's okay if you know what you're doing. But, you know, um, like, let's not take the Ouija board to the cemetery, you know, in the middle of the night on Halloween and and just – that's a little bit like – I think people are just so curious and so want to believe that it's real. But in my mind, that's sort of like shumming the water and then jumping in just to see a shark show real. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it it is one of those that that you just have to really be aware of. And cautious, you know, and um and yeah. I know many of the intuitives I know, you know, do that, 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 uh, protection aspect up front, recognizing, you yeah. know, that there are those energies that aren't, um always, you know, malevolent, I mean, that may be a little bit more malevolent than, than, Evelyn. so. Yeah. 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 Now, in, in your, um book, you, you talk about, um the When it comes time for, like, you know, psychic information, you know, that they can come in through one's dreams, um, through signs, you know, that one may see, uh, or, or omens. But you talk mm-hmm. about mining ones, you know, mining those. Um, so can you tell, tell us a little bit about the idea of being able, you know, to kind of you know, get some gems from, you know, those types of signs?
1: Yeah, so it's such a fun thing to do. I think it's really one of the most fun aspects of psychic like, development work is, you know, a lot of times what happens for people is you might get an intuition, a hit, an inspiration, sort of an aha moment, like, oh, my gosh, I think that's the thing. And then maybe that's a message from yourself or higher yourself or guides. And then later, it's, you see know, a time or omen in the world that kind of gives it, confirmation. So, for example, um, uh, shortly after my grandfather died, I was like, I was like, oh, I really want a message from him, you know. Like, I felt like he visited me in the middle of the night, and I was like, would that feel? Would that really happen? And the next day, I woke up and I went into the store I'd never been able to, and um on the radio the, in the store, the music they were playing was like one of his favorite songs that had a lot of meaning between me and him. So I, I was like, oh, okay. So that to me, that was the sign that. It it was real, you know, and and the, these signs are around us all the time. And we, or up to these world, and we start living a more spiritual life, we start really tuning in, dialing into our own intuition and psychic ability. We often get a sign to confirm it. And maybe that comes through a dream. Maybe it comes through, you know, you you see a cardinal, you know, sitting there, and you know that represents somebody that passed and better for that. Maybe um, it's. If you have angels, you're well connected to angels, you might start seeing angel numbers. 222, 2, 2, 1, 1, 1, 4, 4, 4, you know, combinations of those repeating number sequences are often find people relate to. And um, one time, one of my, my psychic students said, she's really like having like, a moment of crisis of faith. She's like, I don't even know if this stuff is real. Like, I don't even know if I believe in any of this stuff. And is it we I want to see a giraffe. Now we live in New England. I mean giraffe's are not <laughs> running around the picture. But she she said from like five minutes later her kid got off to school button you know, unexpectedly brought a friend with him home from school and the friend had a giraffe on his t shirt. Any giraffe backpack, the kid was like full up and down giraffe, you know? And and she was like, Okay, like how random is that you know that it just it just pressed calm her and show her that um, there is sort of a, a, a pattern going on here. There's there's music to it and slow and magic to it, and I, I just think it's really fun when we when we dial into that. It kind of makes the world too magical.
0: It does. It does. You know, and you know, when, for me, when when those kinds of uh, synchronicities or, or coincidences, those those moments when they when they happen to me, it's um, it. it to me, it, it just points that I'm kind of in the right place, at the right time, you know, asking the right things mm-hmm. or, and getting answers. So it's, it's kind of like you know, yeah. the confirmation that there is a communication going on. Right. So
1: reassuring and so fond and so magical.
0: Yeah, it is. And I have found, I don't know, if you have, or but that the more I pay attention to and actually give gratitude for those happenings, the more, the more it happens. Frequency.
1: That's such a key point, and and for that reason, it's like one of the most important things you can do. For that reason, I really recommend if you're interested in this and you want to really level up your psychic ability, the best place to start is to create something called what I call the psychic journal, now I just go to, you know, the store and get a 99-cent composition notebook and write psychic journal on it, mm-hmm. although I do have one um, coming through my publisher um, that I created coming out in November, and I'm really excited about that. But when you get your psychic journal, you want to just start writing down when you get a hit. Let's say you get a hit on something on Monday, like, oh, my God, I have this insight. And it can feel very ephemeral. so it can feel, like, super real and, and, and important for so like I'm, but if you don't write it down like an hour later you might forget about it. You know, it's like, a bit like dreams, you know, that if you don't write them down you forget about them. So if you write it down on a Monday and it, when, by the time it happens on Wednesday you remember that you have that day. so when we write down our dreams, our if you pull divination cards or tarot cards, oracle cards, you write them down in there. If you have like a strong first impression when you need somebody, write it down there you know, use those moments where you're like, oh, my God, the phone's about to ring, and the phone rings, and you're like, it's my mother, <laughs> you know, like, before that's can really common psychic a shit. All, all of these things that we have, if we collect them in the journal, we record them, we write them down, and we give thanks and gratitude, acknowledgement to them, then we bring up that attention, that time, that gratitude really increases our, first of all, you're going to be amazed how psychic you already are accomplished. And, Secondly, it increases by a lot our – we have to pay attention. Like, what we pay attention to is both. That's just what we put our attention on, is both. Um, and that's just how it works for everything. So it's a really powerful way to, to sort of begin to move yourself forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, f- for me, with the dreams, um, I usually have my phone nearby, and, and what I've um, come to do is that um, if I wake usually I have several guys dream segments different <laughs> kind of and um and then wake up is it's just jot down a few words, you know, not not enough to I mean, mm-hmm. to detail everything. But but um, what, then what I find is after I wake up, you know, and I can go back and look at them, you know, those, you know, key words will kind of you know, help me with recall, you know, exactly mm-hmm. what the dream is rather than That's so, great. you know, so yeah you know, So for me that, that Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, one, one of the interesting parts of the psychic realm, um, speaking of realms, in, in your book you talk about a lower, middle, and upper realm. Um, so mm-hmm. for the listeners, can you, you know, explain these different realms?
1: Yeah, sure. I believe I, um – I'm really very methodical and practical for a psychic, so I like a system, you know, I like like a, um, you know, process or a method, and it, a lot of times it feels really random when we're psychic is first spoken of, itself very willy-nilly, like these experiences we're having aren't connected to each other in any way, and that, that's not true, so I, I created this map, sort of a combination of from, from shamanism, from the, the old philosophical society, and my own experience is to create a map of the psychic realm. And then you know, we do have um, the, the lower realm, which is really the, the world of our subconscious. Our unconscious It's sort of the dream world. It's the shamanic world, so we connect to our shaman guys, power animals. We have really powerful um, connections with our own soul, with our life purpose, with past lives. We have deep healing on um, we visit that realm. And I, I send. My, one of my first focus teachers was a shaman, so I really enjoy that kind mm-hmm. of work and encountering myself. I think about, like, if you're a Star Wars fan, you can think about in the in um, the Empire Strikes Back, that theme of Luke Skywalker going into the cave, you know, Yoda teaching him, and that's a really powerful shamanic experience of something that we might experience in the lower realm. And the middle realm is more like planet Earth, so we have people. Mm-hmm. And as psychics, we spend a lot of time psychicking people. We need to know how to do that. We also have the spirits of the, of the uneasy bed, ghosts, people who have, you know, crossed over. So we, or have a crossover. We need to understand what, how, what's the process of people dying and why they sometimes they get stuck. And we also have the world of the spirits, the nature the, that are all around us. And they have kind of their own, um, rules. And we need to approach with a lot we need to approach that realm with a lot of respect and humility. And when we do, we can have a great connection with the, the Earth there. And we have the upper realm. That's what I think that most people think about when they think about psychics as like angels, masters and prophets and saints, divine beings, beings of pure consciousness, also being. And each of these has its own thing that we connect to them and when we have the map and we have some experiences with those different realms. It allows us to learn something called discernment. So important and um, a little tricky to learn. This is the best way I've figured out how to teach it. But discernment is knowing where you are, what's going on, and what kind of spirit you're dealing with. And um, and it and the map helps with that a lot.
0: Okay. <coughs> yeah, I would think that it would. Um, now we're going to be taking the break in, in a couple minutes and we'll, we'll take a couple callers. Now is there anything um, that you're going to need from the callers other than maybe their name, you know, location in the And a, a question. okay? Okay. Yeah. okay. A question, yeah, be okay.
1: focused. Because we only have a short time together, so a question will help us it in.
2: Okay,
0: that would be great. Um, okay. Now one of the, um, Aspects, you know, one of the chapters in your book, we talk about dealing with the dead, um, and it, you, the title is "Deal and Assist the Dead," um, and you, you know, kind of mentioned, you know, a couple times during this, this half hour about, you know, the, the context with with deceased is, um, is it always the case that that connection is Someone who is stuck. Now, I mean, you know, we kind of go back to the the poetry kind of about you know a, a spirit being stuck. I mean, is 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 it always that case, or or is there you know, um, does it depend? Does it depend on the connection?
1: It totally depends. You know, like you may have a like a, a loved one who crossed over, who died, they crossed over, they go. They're in heaven. They're comfortable and safe, They made their transition, and they may come back and visit you. they are be more like an ancestor guide or, you know, spirit And they're, they're not in trouble. They don't need help. They're just visiting. They're still connected to you. And so many people have that experience. It's so common um, to feel the presence of our people who have gone before us, still around us. It's beautiful, right? Um, mm-hmm. So most of the time, actually, that's what you're going to get. Real ghosts are actually pretty rare. So it's much more likely that you're having a visitation from your beloved, your, the beloved dad, I call them. You know, beloved Uncle Fred or your grandma, mm-hmm. grandpa, parent, whoever it is that they're coming by. They don't. They're not in trouble. They're just visiting. And then sometimes, once in a while, people don't make it through that transition process. They get stuck. That would be a northbound spirit, a wayward spirit, a ghost. There's a lot of um, different names for it. And those more are more people that are looking for help, looking for assistance. And um, I, just, I just found in all the years I've been doing psychic readings that people sort of know, you know, um, even people who think they're not psychic will come to me and say, you really can you help out with my grandma because I don't think she's less than that heat. Like, I don't think she's mm. peaceful. And you look into it and we're like, okay, she got hung up somewhere. We're going to help and assist. Um, we're going to do some, you know, spirit rescues and ghosts. Um, where we can, and and that, and then it can help. We can help those situations where we can. and should help, um, but a lot of times they're really fine. They're just coming to, to say hi.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> that's good to know. Um, okay. So we're um, we we'll half halfway through. So I want to take um, a quick break, and then when we return, we'll take a couple callers. Okay. Good. Good. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, radio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Lisa Campion, and we are talking about her newest book, Awakening Your Psychic Ability. It's a very good book. Um, it has some wonderful advice, um, tips, and and also uh, journal ideas. Um, you can find out more um, about this book as well as Lisa's other books and work by visiting her website, which is lisacampion.com. And that's L-I-S-A-C-A-M-T-I-O-N dot com. Okay, with that, we're back, Lisa. Yes, yeah, thanks. Well,
1: wow, go. Okay, great. Good.
0: good, okay. So, let's go ahead and take just a couple of calls here. Um the first one is Alma from Connecticut. Hello? 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 Oh, hi there. You got hi, Lisa I, here. Hi,
1: Alma. Hi,
2: how are you? Good. How are you? Going good, good. Going
1: good. I know you have limited time, so I'll get to my question. So I have an intuitive question. Um, I really feel ready for a strong, committed relationship, partnership, romantically. So just wondering what you feel. I feel like it's, this is going to be your summer. That it's happening this summer for you. Um, I see. If you feel like there's anything ho- holding you back, then you might want to work through that. Like, if there's any past relationships that, if you're still heartbroken, or if you have past relationships you haven't fully resolved, it would be a good time to let go of those things, like fully clean it out, um, and then really call forth something new. Like, write a list of everything, all the qualities you want in a partner and, and a relationship. And the message I'm getting from your guides is to make sure you aim high. To make sure you you know you put everything you really want on your list because you're gonna get three candidates this summer, um, three potential people. And if you have it in your mind what, really what you want, you can tell like well does this custom have what I want? Or is it this one or is it that one? But this is your this is it your summer. This is your summer for that to happen. Okay. Do you feel like do you feel a certain month that it might be a highlight for me? Did you just three people? July. Oh, sorry, Gladys. July. I did. It's July. July. Is, July is, is it for you. And there could be three people. So, you know, there might be one, three at the same time that you meet, or it might be one where you're like, ah, that's not quite right. I'm going to let that go. And then another one will come. Because I feel like your, your guys want you to have some choices. Um, and maybe in the past you felt like you haven't had a lot of choices. So there's some choices coming up. I don't think any of them are wrong. You know, it's up to you to decide, use your free will, and, and feel your heart within your heart. And cheese, I feel like one of them you're going to fall for really hard though. And that would be, um, kind of beautiful for you to fall in love again. Oh, I am so excited. It's just, it, I've done the work to love myself really, um, unconditionally and yeah. with full acceptance. So I just, I deserve this and I just am so excited.
2: I can't Thank wait you. to call you
1: back. I hope you, you come on the show again. <laughs> Good. I feel like this person is one person removed from you. So, it's not a totally random feature. It would be, like, your friend's brother or your roommate's cousin or your cousin's roommate. I don't know. Like, and, and if you get invited somewhere in July, you should go. Okay. Go to the barbecue. Go go to the party. Go to the beach. Like, go. Because somebody – this person is one person removed from you. Awesome. I'm so
0: well, was, excited, my God! Sure it's this is going to be awesome. <laughs> 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 Thank you so yeah. much. Good. You're Thank so, well,
1: you. Uh, that was so fun. Uh-huh. Take care. It, it's wonderful
0: to be able to have some choices, huh, So. <laughs> yeah. So important. Yeah.
1: yeah absolutely. Well, that, that's good. And uh, um, okay, so we're we're going to go
0: ahead and, and take another caller, and um, it is Benita from Charleston, South Carolina. Hello, Benita.
2: Hi, Robert. How are you? Thank you for taking the call. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hi, Lisa. My name's is Benita, and my question is, um, I'm having a bit of a tussle um, in figuring out whether I should stay in Charleston or move to a different city. Um, but if I moved, then I would have to find a new job. So, can you offer any type of assistance.
1: Where where are you thinking about going, Camila? Do you have a specific case in mind?
2: Yeah, um, I'm from Charlotte originally, so up towards that area. Um, Mooresville, Denver.
1: I I, I I do think that would be a good move for you. I feel like you kind of, like, you know, you've you kind of hit a wall in um, where you're at right now. Um, I just feel like the energy feels kind of dead, like there's not, there's not a lot of growth, or maybe you just haven't been able to create the things in your life that you would like to. So I know it feels like a bit of a risk to, like, leave, you know, and, and start something new. I just think you might even get an upgrade on your job. You might get a better job. Um, I just think doorways are going to open for you. You may be able to upgrade where you're, your living situation too. It, it feels like clean, fresh, new energy is going to come to you, and and just maybe you're just done where you're at, now and there's no more growth there. That's what it feels like to me.
2: Yeah, I was actually living with a boyfriend, and um, we kind of, you know, broke up. So yeah. that's why I was asking.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a it's a good time for you to get a fresh start. I just think that the that the energy is sort of. The, the, you might be dealing with some depression or anxiety if you stay where you're at. But just feeling that you're spinning your wheels and you're not, you're not quite so comfortable. So I think this is a good time for me to make a move.
2: Okay, and do you see a certain time I should be vacating or? Mm.
1: I think we've got a little leeway there. I would say any time in the next couple of months. Um, I, I, you could do it as soon as you can, or you might leave until, like, September. September would be a good time for you to go. If you can't stand in anymore, then go there.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what about new um, prospects on my end? Do you show me with anyone um, – you, like, just to go out to dinner with, or?
1: Yeah, you, you. I think that whatever relationship you are in took a little bit of a toll on your self-esteem, um, and really before you start dating, I would take some time to build up your self-esteem, I feel like you took some damage in that relationship that ended, and now you need to, like, pump yourself up to feel good about yourself. You know, um, remind yourself that you're totally worthy, amazing, beautiful, deserving, you know, um, and and just give yourself a little minute to heal from that. Because I think if you do that, you're going to, like, a lot of times our dating is about our vibration. So if you're sending out a, um, I'm not sure I'm really worthy of love. (laughs) Like, that was hard, you know kind of vibe then we get somebody who matches that and I want you to like, uplift your frequency uplift your heart a little bit because you're going to pull in a person who's more able to love you if you do that mm,
2: interesting okay thank you so much Lisa okay. you're so welcome you good luck with all of that thank,
1: thank,
2: you, you.
0: thank you okay well you know and Lisa doesn't I mean when it comes to timing you know I mean it, one of the things that and I have found is that you know it, it seems to be one of the um most uncontrollable aspects of what I in the sense that you know sometimes um you know things have to happen first before you know you get to this particular goal or want something and and sometimes timing is you know we depends on how often you go out you know to create opportunities for something to happen. Yes. And so, I mean, it's kind of Absolutely. like sometimes there's that little divine variable and, and the human variable.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally true. And I, I love that you, you said that. So when I see time, I only ever see prob- probability possibilities. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. there's sort of windows of opportunity, you know. But in, if I see a strong window, let's say for September, it, it doesn't mean that somebody couldn't you know, use their free will and make the decision. Our free will is very powerful here, you know, so we can choose. And the more we choose, um, you know, the sort of bolder we are with our choices or the more um, we're putting ourselves out there that we can sort of shape things up and, and move things a little more quickly. And you're totally right. Sometimes we can try and try and try, and it's just nothing's happening. And I, I just have sort of learned in my own life, to kind of trust to the divine timing of these things. And um, there's been many times in my life I've tried to force something to happen. It just couldn't, just, it couldn't work an suddenly it shifts on their own. And so it's a bit of a mysterious, I used to call it the hand of God. I don't know, it's kind of a mysterious, um, maybe it's our own fate, our own destiny, our own soul choices, or maybe it's not to do with the astrology that we're under right now and the, the current of energy that we all live in. Um, it is a bit of a mysterious process.
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, I, I just find it fascinating, and, and I'm like you, you know, a lot of times, you know, if I find myself trying to force a timing aspect, that um, when, when I get, usually, usually when I get frustrated, something's not happening when I want it to happen, you know, and um, when, you know, that frustration creeps in, you know, I kind of, I ask the kids back and say, you know, it's just not the right time for it, you know, I mean, it's, you know, and just. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) or you know, there's something you got to experience first before you know, before you do whatever that is that you expect. So yeah. Um, Now, one of the biggest challenges for me when when it comes time to you know listening to messages or listening to to, you know you know kind of things like coming to bed is the ability to discern you know what is you know, psychic messages versus my own mental chatter, you know, that kind of goes on with people, you know, what you have going on in your head normally. Yeah. So what, what would you say for people who may be having a disease that I have? Or, getting better, but, I mean, it's still one of those things where, you know, sometimes it's difficult to discern if it's uh, a psychic hit or, you know, my monkey mind.
1: Such a good thing um, to talk about. I feel like we can tune in. There's a couple of things we can tune in to how we feel about things, too. So if you have um, a lot of triggers around something, if you feel super triggered, it may not be – it's probably not a psychic hit. Psychic hits have a lot of um, quiet – they're sort of quiet and, um, emotionally, even if it feels like it's something that we should be really um, emotional about. So that's one way. And, you know, that's, this is what you know, you're talking about, Robert, it's true for people that have the clear audience, the auditory psychic skill, and it takes a little practice to learn how to tell our inner voice from the voice of our guides. For me, my inner voice is a little, like, neurotic and loopy and, like, kind of goes around in a circle. Like, you know, I'm just thinking about blah, 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 blah. And then my guides will through, like, with a really strong message, kind of, like, usually simple. Like, they're like, just be quiet now. Like, just Sometimes they're like, "You shut up and just listen right now, Lisa. And I'm like, okay, you know. Or, <laughs> or they're like, sure, no. I'll pay attention, you know. Like, And often it goes kind of against, like, I remember the first time this happened to me years ago. I was really probably, you know, still in high school, and I was fighting with my boyfriend. We were having an argument. And this voice cut in across the argument and said, you know, you should shut up and listen to him because he's got a point. And you need to swallow your pride and apologize and I was, I was like what <laughs> no way i was sure i was right you know what i mean and um and i and when i really thought about it i was like oh okay yeah all right you know no all right you're right you know and so my psychic voice often will say things that i just wouldn't say i was really sure i was right you know um and and so i've learned to listen to that kind of um, it sort of cuts through my own inner barrier about whatever it is I'm talking about. People get when they get really good at this will often, to a clear audience, actually hear like a different tone of voice. You know, mm-hmm. like when your mother calls, you don't uh, you don't say, "Excuse me, who really is this?" Like you know your mother's <laughs> voice, you know the tone of voice. And, you know, and and many people get can feel can hear their guides have a different tone of voice. Um one of my client one of my students, her her guys always speak to her in rhyme, which I think is so adorable. Or it hmm. maybe like, even a different accent. So I think um you know, once we once we start really paying attention you may be able to make distinctions between your voice. You will be able to make distinctions between your
0: voice. Yeah. Boy, a rhyme or <laughs> or you know. So, I yeah, you know, but uh, but, uh, but you know for, for me i I mean I've gotten to the point what what I work at is is that those you know kinds of like off the wall you know kinds of thoughts that just pop in you know that are have absolutely nothing to do with what my train kind of thought was. But it's just something that I right. uh, I'm a case and I'll get the crown chakra tingle with was like, Okay, good, yeah, That helps. You know. But um speaking of
2: crown
0: chakra tingle, um in, in your book you talk about um you know, in building foundational awareness, uh, one of the areas is to learn your body's truth signal. What with that kind of my little chakra, tingle, be something like
1: that? Yeah. Yeah, so everybody has a feeling you're paying, you're paying attention and kind of in your body and paying attention to notice it, but we all have kind of a, um, a feeling, a physical sensation in our body when our guides come through or when we're getting a real psychic hit. But some people, it tears, we'll call it tears, you know, or they just tear up a little bit or they get – full body shivers, or you get goose flesh, or I get a big rush of energy up and down my spine, and sometimes mm-hmm. I get to the crunch off tingles, too. So, what, you, what happens is when we start, and it can be really unique, everyone has, Some people get tummy flips, or feelings in their tummy or their heart, um, and when, it, when you know what yours is, it's really good to start paying attention to that, because then you'll know you're getting a psychic tip just because if you start feeling the Crown chakra tingles. You're like, all right, what, wait, what's going on? <laughs> Who's talking to me? What? What am I? You know, I'm not paying attention. So we can, um, we can use that to notice we're getting a psychic hit. We can also use it to validate thinking we're getting one. Yeah,
0: that's great. Yeah, yeah. That for, for me that helps a lot. You know, and of course when when that happens, I say thank you too because <laughs> it's like I want to build up a mm-hmm. rapport. You know, with, with the guys to make sure that. Yeah. Uh, you know that that, that, that works. You know, if you're trying to talk to me, you know, give me information. but that that's the one way that it works. So, um, well, um, now, um, what what do, what do you for for people who are you know kind of um, recognizing you know or having this psychic opening? You know that um, you know in, in your book you talk about it can be quick and sometimes maybe. Um, stimulated by um, a traumatic event or or something like that, or it can be gradual um as far as an, an opening mm-hmm. um, what would you say to people you know who maybe aren 't sure if they want to open it i mean what you know what are you know what are the benefits of 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 doing that versus not well I
1: think that. A of open is always a little more peaceful. A lot of times, people have the sudden psychic opening, which can be quite disconcerting and um, over overbalanced in some ways. Um, and I feel like that sudden psychic opening happens for people that have experienced loss, you know, or been through a really difficult time. A lot of times now, a day, people take psychedelics. Um, so you might have a mushroom mm-hmm. journey or do some ayahuasca, and like and that will pop you up. But we have um, – that can be hard to assimilate. It can take a little work to get that on your balls. So things like meditation, yoga, Reiki, um, these – I call these the, the three gateways um, <laughs> into our psychic ability. And it gets much more gentle Like you just start yoga practice and you start doing yoga every day. For a little while, and then all of a sudden you realize you're feeling more intuitive, you're feeling you're having more dreams, you're seeing more signs and omens, you're getting more hits, your 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 psychic senses are waking up a bit. Any of those yoga meditation ways tend to give us a, a more gentle ride, which I think is if you can if you could pick one, that would be the one I would pick because um, it's just easier on us, I think, if we can go about it a bit more slowly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, well, I guess we're done toward the end episode, So, what, what is it that you hope that the reader will take away from a wiki, your psychic ability?
1: Really, that is, this is something that's so normal. It's part of our human, our birthright as humans. It's part of our, our being as humans. And that if you want to open it up, you can because anyone, it's such a skill anyone can learn, anyone can develop. Um, And I hope you do that, which is if you're feeling inclined to do it, because it's going to help you um, navigate your life in in more social ways, think it's there to help us live a more social life. And also to be of service to other people. And I feel like, you know, in general, we're waking up more as we go through the shift in human consciousness before becoming more psychic. They're maybe tuning into the fact that they're as sensitive, they're they're having a realization, oh, I'm I'm an empath, and they're feeling called to be of service, to be a healer, and I feel like this is so timely right now because the world needs us to wake up and get more spiritual, get more and to be of service, um, and, if, and if that's the process you're in, that's beautiful, and, and if you need help, I've got you. That sounds
0: great. Well, Lisa, I appreciate you speaking with us and talking about your book, taking the callers, and, and uh, now it's been six years, so I'm hoping that we'll maybe be able to connect at the end of the year when your new second journal comes out. I think that would be great. I'd love to you. Oh, hey, I hope so too. Yeah, that'd be really fun.
1: <laughs> to see you then.
0: Great, thank you. Um again, everyone, today, my special guest has been Lisa Campion. We've been talking about her new book, Awaken Your Psychic Ability. And again, you can find out more about Lisa, this book, her other books, as well as her training um, programs by visiting her website, which is lisacampion.com. And again, it's L-I-S-A-C-A-M-T-I-O-N.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Our Show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit byteradio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Bike Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a
1: bright light, a green inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.